Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors, presented by FMG Suite. Listen to interviews with the movers, shakers, geniuses, and innovators of the financial advisory world. Visit FMGSuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. And now, without further delay, the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors. Hi, everybody. Mike Woods here, one of the founding members of FMG Suite. Welcome to the Market in Motion podcast for financial advisors presented by FMG Suite. More than 40,000 advisors rely on FMG Suite to help them stay connected, build relationships, and grow their business. Now it's your turn. Visit us at fmgsuite.com to schedule a demo so you can see our tools in action. Today, I'm excited to be speaking with Dave Christensen, the Chief Product and Technology Officer for the FMG Suite family of companies. Dave's got a big job here at FMG. He has roughly half the company under his direction, and he's the one setting the pace for the entire group. First up on today's podcast, Dave's going to talk about how reps have changed their marketing approach in the past six months. Then we're going to talk about Aurora Capital Partners, which took an equity stake in FMG Suite in June. Next, we're going to touch on Dave's presentation at Advice Tech a few weeks ago and get some of his impressions from the conference. Then we're going to finish up with a discussion on how to balance internal and external growth. You're going to get introduced to the concept of directionally correct. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Spread the word. Dave, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Hey, it's awesome to be here, Mike. Awesome. Well, hey, Dave, I want you to take a quick minute before we dive into stuff to give listeners an idea about how you influence the product and technology divisions at FMG. That's a great question. I mean, I, I, there was a time when I felt like I did things. I, and nowadays, <laughs> now, man, I feel like I, I feel like I respond to emails. I do some slacking all day long. I, I, uh, I send. I like buy people coffee. Man, I, it's like my my job has gotten less sophisticated. No, I, uh, in all seriousness, I mean the company has grown a lot. Uh, right. Mike, you and I were here from the beginning. Yep, and there was definitely a point in time where we uh, uh, we did a lot more day in and day out. Uh, but we've hired really great people since sure. then, and I have an amazing team. I think my, you know, my role as as the chief product and technology officer is really to keep everybody organized around our vision, and our product vision has been consistent from the beginning. We are super passionate about helping financial advisors become extraordinary marketers, grow their business, get some of their time back. That's what we're passionate about. And so every time we add a new feature or maybe retire one that we don't think makes sense, it's it's all to that end. Uh, and we're we're really excited about what we've accomplished in the last, you know, seven, eight years. And we're really excited about this next chapter under Aurora Capital's leadership and what we're going to be able to do now. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, from from the from the humble beginnings to where we are. It's quite a it's quite a change. All right, Dave. So I want to. I let's let's. Here we go. I want to. I want to ask you a question that I think um, uh, some of the some of the listeners will 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 perk their ears up quite quickly on. Uh, how has marketing changed since March? I mean, I mean, it was February. We were kind of everybody was in the office having a good old time, and then March. It was. Uh, I think it was either. Uh, I, I forget the specific date, but uh, then we went, all went home, and uh, most of America went home. 
uh, if not all of America went home. <laughs> and uh, they kind of looked at each other and said, okay, we're going to figure this out. But um, uh, from your position, you're kind of in the catbird seat because you can see what FMG's subscribers are doing. So talk a little bit about the reps, what the reps are doing today that they weren't even considering doing six months ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. Like this is a crazy new world. Uh, if you'd asked me what my role was back in February, I would have told you it's to sit on airplanes. Like <laughs> no, I never on airplane ever. Uh, I do kind of miss them. I'll be honest. Um, but uh, you know, what are they doing? Right. Yeah, not that we're spying on all our subscribers, but one of the ways that we make the product better is we do uh, look and see how the technology is being used. Um, the fact is that the entire marketing landscape has gotten a lot more crowded. And I, I actually, it's crazy for me to even say that because a lot of what we were focused on before COVID was the idea that it's just harder to cut through all the noise uh, in digital marketing nowadays. Everybody's doing it and uh, it's hard to cut through. Uh, and so we were seeing resurgence in things like print uh, because uh, right. it just was, right. it was a, it was a different way to reach out to your clients, to stay connected. Um, and we were strategizing and spending a lot of time on the kind of content and the kind of techniques that cut through the, the noise out there. Well, that noise is even bigger now, right? Uh, I mean, nobody can do face-to-face -face marketing. Nobody can do events. And so everybody has shifted online. Um, and what we're seeing is uh, those who do it better than others, those who have been doing it for longer, they come across as more authentic. They're mm -hmm. more relaxed in it. They stand out from the crowd. And that's what we're trying to help our advisors do. Um, right when that pandemic happened, you know, Mike, we scrapped uh, the roadmap we had planned in Q2. Right. And we went a totally different direction. We heard from our advisors that all their in-person events were toast. <laughs> and so yes. they yeah. wanted our help doing webinars uh, and, you know, Zoom meetings. And we spent a lot of time coaching and training on, on how to do that, how to take the content that we had. We produced some new uh, webinars that, that didn't exist before to help out in this and, you know, really started working with our broker dealer partners to get those technologies approved so that advisors could use them more consistently. We introduced video blogging uh, and we've had a lot of advisors take us up on that. The right. fact is, you yeah. know, before this, uh, a lot of folks just didn't feel comfortable on a camera. Uh, on their computer. And that's all changed, right? So you're doing it all day long now. Uh, you know, all of us wish that we could go back and, you know, meet with somebody face to face. Uh, I'm sure some folks in other parts of the country can do that. Uh, we're in California. <laughs> we, right. we are on a video camera all the time. All the time. Uh, all the time. Uh, so, you know, I think with that level of comfort, um, we've, we've seen, I track just trends in general. I mean, the, the amount of purchases from Amazon of like light bars for your home, uh, video center, uh, it's skyrocketed, right? We've, right. so, right. Absolutely. so people are getting more professional. They're getting more polished at being in front of a camera. And that means that they're more interested in taking advantage of things like video blogging, video emails. And that's cool. That's really great because those things are new and unique. And if we can help facilitate them, they cut through that noise I was talking about. Right, right. You know, the, one of the as I as I've uh, interviewed uh, advisors uh, in post pandemic, one of you know the one of the things they talked about was um, before they would call a client and they might get them, but now they always get them on the phone. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's so they have to have scripts. And some of them have also say that. Um, 
this pandemic really has given them a um, kind of a pass to catch up on technology. And, you know, so Dave, talk about that for a second. Do we see, uh, you know, you talked about that with the video blogging and stuff, but, you know, the um, the, the reps don't, you know, the, it's a great opportunity for them now to use a, a CRM that captures forms versus doing it on paper. They're not going to having people come into their office. So they've got that, uh, they've got that free pass to catch up on technology. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think this is a period in time where, uh, the population in general, all of us are learning new things that we didn't know before. So we're, you know, we're just giving a lot of grace to every business out there as they're trying to figure this new right. world out. And so that's a great time to adopt new technology because you're not held to any kind of weird standard. Go ahead and, and try different things and figure out what works. Uh, one of the things that we're spending, you know, R&D time on right now is helping advisors with that entire process from the lead to the virtual appointment and and closing that customer in a completely digital manner like that that we see as being not just for now but in the future a really important uh, aspect of how this world's going to work going forward and so now is the time to work on that because people are open to it right. uh, and and it's an efficiency you know even right. even even if all this goes away and we're back to normal there's an efficiency gain to having those kind of technologies in place. And this is the right time to introduce them. Right. And uh, I think what you touch on there is uh, really important because for the first couple of months after in, in April and May, it was, I just need to be in touch with my customers. Now that we've determined that say um, it's not going away. I also don't have to grow my business. I have to prospect. I have to, mm -hmm. I have to, complete that uh, that process of meeting somebody online, turning them into a client online and having everything done electronically. It's quite a task for some of these reps. Yeah. And and that's why I think, you know, really perfecting that workflow from from lead uh, and initial connection or referral in a digital way to bring that all the way to close is really important. And what we're trying to do is come up with a solution that takes advantage of the things that really do set a lot of advisors apart. Um, they have personalities, they have rapport, they have charisma, they they like to connect with people, they're people people. And, right, they are. And, and that's lost sometimes in this world of email only communications, right? Uh, and so how do we recreate the experience of going to coffee with somebody uh, uh, in a fully digital way? And that's really what we're focused on. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Let's, uh, all right. I want to, I want to jump to another section because I, uh, you mentioned there briefly in the intro that, uh, uh, many listeners may know that FMG in June welcomed a new equity partner, Aurora Capital Partners, which was very exciting news for FMG because we entered a whole new round of financing. We, we left K1, went to Aurora. Can you give listeners a little background on what Aurora is looking to help FMG build over the next couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, we're first off, just we're ecstatic that Aurora is a, a new equity partner with us. And um, I, I think for our listeners that have been with us for a while, they know that, you know, when we partnered with K1 Capital, um, we went through a series of acquisitions. We Our product took leaps and bounds. Uh, we were able to do a lot more because of that infusion of capital. Uh, and we've created a, a much better service, a much better solution over the last five years as a result of that. Um, 
this is round two of that. Uh, mm-hmm. What's really exciting about Aurora is they believe uh, very much in uh, innovation from the inside out. So, th- so they're not just all about acquisition, though. I hope very soon we'll be on here announcing some exciting acquisitions. Sure. Uh, they're also about scaling what we do really well and investing in engineering and product management and content creation to take us to the next level. They have specialized over time uh, in in products like ours that have a, a content component alongside them. And so they really get how important that content element of what we bring to the table is and the marketing strategy pieces that we bring uh, for service professionals. And so they're excited to to help us really own the full front office for a financial advisor, everything from lead generating to client engagement, all the way straight through to uh, to that prospect becoming a customer and you maintaining that relationship over their lifetime. So that that is what we want to do. We want to be the solution for that. Uh, and we want to keep making the product that we're delivering today better and better by investing in the areas where it's weak, but also rounding it out with the pieces that are missing for that journey that I just discussed. Sure. Uh, one of the most exciting things I think that we'll bring to market sooner rather than later, and, and we announced at the Advice Tech Conference just a few weeks ago, is a fully mobile experience. So we're gonna bring a, a mobile app to market for all of our customers so that they can do things like social media posting, uh, checking their marketing calendar, being alerted when something's going to be sent for them, seeing who's interacting with those pieces that are going out, and, and the one that I'm probably most excited about, as you know, Mike, uh, on our being part of our content team, we, uh, we really pivoted in February and started to spend a lot more time creating timely content, right. uh, content that an advisor could send out right now that was relevant to stuff going on this week uh, and get it in front of their clients for client engagement. We want to make that process of, of sending that easier than ever. And so this mobile app will let that happen, right? As soon as that timely piece drops, whether it's an email or a social post, you'll get a ding, right? You can look at your app and you can just go, oh yeah, share, share with who? My All my groups or a particular person or whatever, right from the mobile app and you'll be done. Um, that's just a, a much simpler experience uh, than, than what we have today where you might get notified that there's a piece available, but you have to come into the admin, you have to find it and you have to go through that process and you have to be at a desktop to do that. And in this new world of COVID, a lot of folks are doing their jobs mobile and we want to be there with them. Right, right. Yeah, it's the, uh, it's always, um, it's, I, I think when people develop, uh, they're, they're slowly starting to develop from mobile first and desktop second. Uh, it's mm-hmm. because they, they realize that uh, I, I, I can't remember ever being out without seeing somebody with their phone and they're constantly checking things. So it's, a, um, it's just a whole different mindset. Yeah, I think I think one of the things we think about is, uh, you know, we have we created the first all-in-one marketing suite for financial advisors. Everything's together in one place. Uh, the thing is, though, if you're not a professional marketer, uh, if you're just an ordinary business owner who wants to do great marketing, the way that you work is a little different based on what you're doing, right? Uh, anybody is kind of used to the fact that if I'm going to edit my website, I'm logging into some app on my desktop. And probably if I'm going to write an email, uh, you know, a marketing email, 
I'm used to doing that same thing. If I'm going to write a transactional email, I think we're all pretty used to firing one of those things off on our mobile device. When it comes to social, professional marketers have been used to logging into an app forever to manage their social because they'll set up social campaigns, they'll plan out weeks and months on a calendar. And that's, we still recommend that our customers do that. And we built a tool. In fact, we were just awarded uh, the best social platform for financial advisors, but we built that to solve that problem. It's very um, pro, you have to be proactive to make that experience work for you. I think what you and I know, Mike, is you know, a lot of social media activity from an average person kind of happens when they first wake up in the morning, uh, when they're about to go to bed. And, you know, unfortunately, right, I think we all get it like on the can, right? Like that's what people are looking, right? So, so like that, that that's a little more reactive is, is there's this moment when you've got a free time and you'd love to reach out and, and share something. What we want to do with our mobile app is make that experience possible. I, I can browse a few things before I go to bed and go, yeah, share that. Yeah, share that. Yeah, share that. And, and that's just a more natural experience that fits into the way people live their life. Right. Right. And yeah, not what you were talking about there was uh, FMG got the best social media distribution software uh, at the MarTech Breakthrough Awards. We were just awarded that, I think, uh, within the last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome because uh, they're they're looking at many many companies that are competing in our industry, many companies that are that are offering products in our industry. So it's a, always a great distinction when you have someone uh, someone look at twenty thirty companies and decide that you have the best. It's uh, it's very flattering. Um, so Dave, let's talk about new products and services. I, 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 I want everybody wants to hear from the chief product officer about what's being worked on. You, you touched on one thing there about uh, advice tech. You were you were at that conference uh, several weeks ago, and you were uh, one of the featured speakers there. So give it, give the listeners uh, first two things. What were some of the key points you discussed? But uh, almost uh, almost as important, what what were you hearing up there that was uh, very intriguing to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, just wanted to say props to everybody who put together Advice Tech. It had a really great mission, right? In a, in a world where we had to do everything digital, it brought everybody together in the industry around diversity and inclusion. And that's really meaningful. Um, and Mike, as you know, right, I have I have eight adopted children from around the world. Uh, diversity and inclusion is something, you know, I live with day in and, and day out with them. And so this was really meaningful that the financial services industry was stepping up to, you know, sure, be very yeah. active in this. Um, the panel was Great. Like this was this was a, a really interesting group um, that represents some of the most modern marketing platforms in uh, financial services. I think what what I walked away from is first um, the human side. Mm. It's cool when you're on a panel with people, and I know almost everybody on that panel personally, you're on a panel with a group of people that genuinely care about financial advisors. Right. Like like we all we there's there's a world out there where there are people who make technology, sell technology, and they don't really care at all about who uses the technology or whether they're successful with the technology. That's your problem. Basically, Uh, their problem is to make the technology and sell it. That's not not what we had on this panel. Everybody on this panel wakes up in the morning wanting financial advisors to be more successful. We all have slightly different 
approaches to solving the problem, but we're all passionate about the problem. Uh, and more so are we passionate about helping advisors than we are even about technology, right? And so to me, that was a great takeaway. Uh, that, that means that advisors are really well served right now. Sure. There's a yep. lot of companies out there that aren't focused on the bottom line necessarily. Like that's not their only reason for getting out of bed. Uh, they're not just interested in making cool technology that no one will ever use. Uh, they're really interested in helping advisors solve their problems. Gotcha. Um, were there any specific, uh, as you listen to the individual speakers, or, or were they were they pursuing any um, any initiatives that you kind of uh, said, "Oh, that's pretty cool. I never would think of that," or that's something that uh, FMG should consider, or something along those lines? Yeah, nothing specifically like that. Obviously, as you know, Mike. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for a while sure. and, uh, you know, we've had ideas for five years that we just haven't had the ability to execute on. Right. And Boy, so, you know, we've been marching through those things, right? <laughs> like it was like, can we please have more resources, um, to, to make this happen? Uh, what I, what I did think was fascinating is some, some of the specific questions and, and how they were answered. So, so one, uh, 20 over 10, uh, was on the panel. And, and one of the things I thought was really interesting is they announced that, uh, they're going to combine their website platform with their lead pilot platform into an all-in-one marketing platform. That's really flattering. Yeah, uh, you know, initially when they initially when right. they launched lead pilot, they basically were saying, you know, we don't believe in all-in-one. We believe you should have choice. And what they've heard from their advisors is, no, 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 we we actually want all-in-one. Right. And so they're bringing them together. Uh, that just helps validate what we've always believed and and the leadership position we've had with all-in-one all along. Right. Um, I think uh, there were some questions around quote-unquote dirty word canned content. Mm. Um, and and uh, you know, Snappy Kraken was uh, on the call and it was or on the conference and it was really interesting to hear. You know, Robert Sophia speak to his take on that word <laughs> and our take on that word and 20 over 10's take on that word. And it's really interesting, right? Uh, you know, essentially 20 over 10, we're, we're, we're all actually doing this same thing. We're just talking about it differently. And that's really funny because if you looked at marketing out there, you wouldn't think that that was the case, right? right. Uh, you know, you know uh, Robert made it really clear on the panel that Snappy Kraken is not a creative agency. It, what they are trying to do is provide a, bu a budget software package, right, that you can afford easily without paying huge creative agency rates that consistently gives you campaigns that you can run to generate leads for your business. They're really focused on that. But the campaigns are all written uh, for you. Uh, they're not compliant. You don't, you have to, you're gonna have to do that yourself. You have to send Ooh. them to your compliant department to get them approved. And you can edit them and make them your own if you want to, right? So um, now I know that, you know, it's all in good fun. I mean, uh, I've known Robert a long time. Like he, he pokes that FMG suite for our quote unquote canned content, right? But that's kind of hilarious because like he just acknowledged that they have canned content, right? Like yeah. if, if, if the definition of canned is more than one person is using it, then so, so maybe what he means is because we have lots and lots of users out there. We're selling really big cans of content and sure. they're selling really small <laughs> cans of content. Like I don't, 
like I guess they've got little mini little little mini tuna cans of content. I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, just the way you describe that, it sounds hard. It's like here's a campaign, but you have to work on it, and it's not approved by compliance. It's like, oh boy. All right, let me get my boots on because this is going to be. A, I'm going to have to slog through this for a while. Right, right, yeah. and 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 then you know what was interesting to hear uh, twenty over ten say is, hey, what we learned. And um, you know, I really appreciated them just saying, "Hey, we've been on a journey." And what we what we originally learned, uh, you know, is that we provided content in the platform, but people wanted to make it their own. So we let them edit that content before that they they use it. And so yes, we provide a starting point, and then you can edit it and go from there to make it your own because nobody wants to start from a white piece of paper, right? That's hard That's if you're not hard. a writer. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds really familiar, right, Mike? Like, that's, <laughs> really. what, that's what that's what FNG Suite has been all about. All is, about right? is creating starting points for people so that they can go from that, edit it, and make it their own if they want to, and and share it by every channel that's available to them. Um, but I think what we really do stand apart in is we have invested heavily in compliance. We have more than 210 broker-dealer compliance relationships where broker-dealers are directly using our compliance tool set to approve our content. That just makes life so much easier so if much you're easier. a financial advisor. And yep. so, you know, I, uh, I, it's, it's maybe you can build some, you, like that's what my engineering team says all the time. Like we could, we could deliver features five times faster if we didn't have to worry about compliance, right? Mm. But yeah. because we do, and because that's so important to our users, we have to slow down. As you know, Mike, we can't just release a feature without going and talking to those 210 compliance departments, training them on what that's going to mean to them and how they're going to approve it and how they interact with it. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And especially in an industry that just thinks, you know, just we just went through the regulation by phase a couple of years before that when we went through the Department of Labor phase. Uh, after the upcoming election, we'll probably revisit regulation by. And yeah, the industry appreciates um, the the industry greatly appreciates, I think, how much we pay attention to compliance because it makes their life very it makes their life a little more simple, uh, it makes their life a little more straightforward because we're in the same we're on the same boat with them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Dave, you touched on something that I wanted to, uh, I, I did a podcast the other day with FMG's SEO team about what they're up to and what they're working on. And, you know, the, the they were talking about different metrics and how Google measures you. And one of the things they were saying that has come along is very important with the SEO and the SEO side is how long you stay on a website. Uh, and it really doesn't matter what you're doing on the website. If you're staying within the website, the website structure, and if you have if you have a content piece uh, that's interesting and it moves to another content piece and you start for suddenly find yourself 10, 12 minutes on a website, that gets you a different score from Google than if you just bounce in and bounce out. Um, so it, it, it's interesting from that perspective. But I wanted to ask you, um, from a high level perspective, can you give people an idea of what our next SEO move will be? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think what you just said about time spent on a website, that's really important um, because I get asked all the time about uh, what we call web content. So, so, so web content is that library of articles, videos, infographics uh, that are educational and foundational that any of our advisors can feature and put on their websites right out of the box, right? I get asked, how will that help me with SEO? 
And I always asked her the same way. It, it actually isn't about SEO. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so it will neither help you nor hurt you, most likely. Uh, if somebody is crazy specific in what they searched for and it happens to pull, like, tie to one of those articles, yeah, it'll help you in that instance. But let's not think about it that way because that's not what we made that content for. We made that content for people. <laughs> SEO is about robots, about Google and its spiders that crawl the internet and make decisions based off things like you're talking about, what the content says, how often words are repeated, what the locality is, and how long people spend on particular pages and sites, to, and how often they share them and link to them. That's SEO. The, the reality is, though, the person you're actually going to sell to is a, is a person, right? And, and so not a robot. And so the robots help them get there, but so do a lot of other things. When they do get there, what you want is for them to stay. And right. so, exactly. so the reason that we have this library of content that we spend a ton of time making beautiful and engaging and interesting is so that a real human who gets to that piece of content wants to read it. Right, uh, and it wants to stay there and 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 actually learn something from it, and and you feel like you can share it with anybody and feel really good about that experience. Right. Um, I, I just recently we spent the time to go through and completely redo the design of all of our articles. Right, uh, we created really nice images at the top, block quotes that you could pull out, reading time on all of them, so you knew kind of how much you were getting into. And that's just kind of the start of a process we're going through. We're going to keep doing, there's like five or six more things we want to do to articles. We're working on videos right now. We still want the experience of consuming content for an actual person, a client or a prospect to be the best always on FMG Suite, right? So, so that's about that. Now, when it comes to SEO, so if that content isn't ultimately about SEO, what is? Well, what really matters in SEO is the custom content that you create. So, so we created, you know, we created all that content for you, so you didn't have to write it, <laughs> and you right. could spend some time writing the things that are really unique and specific to you, specifically around the areas that you focus on. So we've had for a while our SEO Foundations product. That's a really good place to start with SEO. What it means is we're going to fully audit your site. We're going to look at which keywords you're ranking for. We're going to ask you what you want it to rank for. We're also going to give you some insights. We're going to say, hey, just given where you exist and your company exists in the world, right? You're, you are in uh, you are in San Diego. You're in Del Mar. Uh, in that particular locality, you have a really great opportunity to rank for this keyword, this keyword, and this keyword if you want to. We're going to write some content to help you do that, right? Mm -hmm. So so that SEO Foundations takes a look at what's going on right now today, how your site's structured, and for a one-time fee, it gives you a plan for the future. Sure, um, right. Then you can also pay our copywriters to actually write some of that content for you, right? And, and so if you don't want to write it, we can do it for you. Where we're going to go next is the, sort of the maintenance side of it. Um, doing some seo is just not unfortunately a one-time thing because the internet is constantly moving evolving and changing so what what we need what we need is for somebody to be consistently checking to make sure that you're still ranking on those things the more that you write about those topics that you want to rank in the higher your, your position will be when people are searching for it. So you just never know when some competitor is going to try to beat you at that game and they create 
a better mouse for your mousetrap and then sure, all of a right. sudden they're right. ranking above you and and you need to go and make some changes to optimize to be back where you were and so so I, this new product this ongoing product will will be where we write consistent blog posts for you uh, uh, that are about these areas you want to focus and then also consistently sort of monitor how you're doing to make sure that we can tweak the strategy and keep you where you want to be. So that's really important. Gotcha. We're also really focused on paid search. Um, mm, so, right. so SEO is like planting a tree. I, you, you should have planted it a long time ago if you wanted a full-size tree. Like the, the sooner you do it, the better. And the nice thing is once it's growing and it's grown, it just keeps bearing fruit forever. Like you, you don't have to keep feeding it necessarily. If you want leads fast, paid search is really the way you got to go um, because you're actually paying for every click and every interaction. But the thing is, just just paying for those clicks, if the place where those prospects are landing doesn't convert them, doesn't make any sense. So, you know, we've been uh, working on the insurance side with a paid search offering. We have some uh, some clients who are in a beta program on paid search uh, on the financial services side. And, and what we intend to bring to market here really soon is, hey, it's, it's, uh, it's January. Here's your paid search campaign. This is, you know, in January, we're recommending it be a, an event, an online event. Here's the presentation. Here's the speaker notes. Here, we, you should use this uh, conferencing software or whatever you have. Mm -hmm. uh, you can go in and create that event online and invite everyone to it. Here's the email sequence you can send out for invitations. Here's the social sequence that you can use to promote this event online. And then we'll also take out paid search for you to drive traffic to that event registration to get as many people to sign up for your event as possible. Then you give the event, we record the event, we put the event on your website, and then we keep driving traffic back to the recording for those people who couldn't attend the event and generate more leads from that. And that's what we do in January. And then in February, we have something else for you. And wow. so every, every month, there will be something new uh, that you can just run to generate leads. And we're really excited about this product. We've got a number of these already built. Uh, and, uh, and we're expecting to launch it in January of 2021. Boy, that's the first time I've really got the full, full rundown of that. Boy, that sounds awesome. Uh, that is really a, a plug and play addition for the advisor. Boy, that's great Absolutely. stuff. Um, all right, Dave, final question. And this is important for financial professionals who are listening and managing their own business. They're they're kind of coming out of this pandemic and they're thinking about what um, do I do I try to grow internally next year? Do I grow externally through an acquisition? Do I try to do I try to merge my office with someone else? Do I try to bring on another couple of reps? Uh, how has FMG managed that? You as you as being the chief technology officer uh, and product officer. Give us an idea of what, how, how FMG balances its internal growth with its external growth, knowing that when we had, uh, when K1 was the partner, I, I think we did four acquisitions in four years, something like that, where we were, we were growing internally, but growing through acquisitions. And, and that's certainly in the playbook for Aurora coming up here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> There's a couple of things on this. Uh, long ago, uh, 20 some years ago, I, um, I was working for an international paper company and uh, they, you know, the world was changing. Paper wasn't 
going to be the future, right? Uh, the, the demand was shrinking and they were trying to figure out who they were going to become. And so they hired Boston Consulting to come in and do this fairly large study and research. I, there were two things that I remember very clearly all the way to today from being on that team. One, how important having a vision that everybody could rally behind was to keeping everything in sync. And so a lot of what they were trying to do is say, your future vision should be this. I mean, right now today, I know a big chunk of that company, instead of their pulp mills being used for paper, they're used to make clothes, right? Like they really shifted their vision and their strategy. Mm. Uh, but every choice they made was aligned with that vision once they decided what it was. Two, they had this fun phrase they used, and it was the first time in my career I'd heard it. They said, oh, well, that's directionally correct. And I remember chuckling when I left the room, directionally correct. Does that basically mean as long as I'm not going backwards, I'm going forwards? And that actually is exactly what it means. The, the, the idea was, hey, we're not going to nail it the first time. This, we're not going to be perfect. We're just going to continuously improve. And if it's a really weird squiggly line, as long as it's mostly going in the right direction, we'll celebrate that. And then we'll just keep making it better and better and better. So for me, when it comes to managing internal and external growth, it's a combination of those two things. Um, one, we have to have a clear vision. And so we know who we want to be. We want, we want to own the front office for financial advisors. We want to provide everything they need to be successful there. And when I say front office, for those of you, it's, like, it's all the things that kind of interface with the customer, your, your ongoing client engagement, your website, your lead generating uh, campaigns like we just talked about, uh, taking somebody from a prospect to a client, that whole process. That's where we want to be. Um, and we want to do that really, really well for financial advisors. That's our vision. So then when it comes to what do we build internally and what do we acquire, it really then comes down to what is the right thing at that time to solve that problem. Sometimes we just don't have the expertise in-house and it would be an unwise decision to go and try to hire that expertise. It would take too long. Somebody else has already proven something out. They have a great following of people using it. And we'd much rather just go acquire them and make them part of our family. We're really good at that. And that just makes sense because we can get that in the hands of, normally what happens is we can get something that's only used by a few people and get it in the hands of a lot more people. And since our mission is to help as many financial advisors as possible, that's a win for us. When do we build it ourselves internally? When it's an extension of things we've already proved out and we, we know that this is the direction we're going, we've been moving in that direction and it just makes sense for us to scale up something that we've already proven uh, and just go in that direction faster. And I think that's the case in general, those two things for any small business, know who you are and what you're about and that should guide all your other decisions. If you're ultimately about one thing, then if you can continuously improve the way you do that internally, be doing that every single day, be getting better at what you do internally, improve your processes, improve your engagement, just be directionally correct. Maybe it doesn't seem like a big step each time, but over the long run, it adds up that consistency of going in the right direction. And then if you can see something big like an acquisition or a merger, and you know that the other company that you're thinking of acquiring or that you're merging with shares those ideals and you're going to be it and it's going to complement your vision, go for it because you're just going to be able to move that much faster and help that many more people as a result of that decision. Gotcha. 
Well, that's good stuff, Dave. You and I have worked together a long time, and it's the first I've heard that uh, a vision to rally behind and directionally correct. That's 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 a good. That's a great place to end it too, because I think um, uh, I think that that's a uh, that's something that um, that all advisors can really understand and really relate to quite well. So, Dave, thank you so much for doing this today. This is awesome. Hey, thanks, Mike, for having me. Uh, it was great to talk to you. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, until next time. Thank you for listening to the Market Emotion podcast for financial advisors. If you found this episode informative, please share with your peers and colleagues. Visit fmgsuite.com to discover more great resources and products to transform you into an extraordinary marketer and grow your advisory. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.